Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives, where four marriage and sex bloggers discuss the naked truth. What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oyster Bed 7. Welcome to another episode of Sex Chat for Christian Wives. Today, we're talking about bedrooms, specifically the effect of your bedroom on the quality of sex and intimacy in your marriage. So, ladies, let's start with a basic question. Can a couple's bedroom affect romance and or sex in their marriage? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That seems like an easy. Did I get it right? Did I get an A+. My bedroom hasn't ever been cleared enough or fancy enough for me to have anything to compare to the the usual state. So I don't really know. I'm assuming so. I think it would depend on the the couple's personality. I mean, if they don't care, if some people just clutter is okay, um, certain things are okay. And if the bedroom's cluttered and they're okay with that, I guess it can still be intimate. I, I think it can it can affect it depending on you know there could be distractions or there can be you know there, there's something about having the mood to kind of help you get in the mood like your surroundings and so I certainly think it can affect it how much it affects it I think depends on the personality and um, maybe one of the issues is sometimes that it affects one spouse a lot more than affects the other <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so. I think one question is, is there any differentiation between your bedroom and the rest of your house? And this may be more with people who have little kids at home, but if there's like kid stuff all over the house and all over your room and there's laundry all over your room, you know, so I guess one thing may be not how fancy is it or anything like that, but is it, is there some differentiation from the rest of your sort of mess <laughs> well yeah I'm not into decorating and I'm a horrible housekeeper because I'd rather read or write than do housework but when we began working on things in our marriage there was one change that we made that was related to the bedroom and that was it had nothing to do with the bedroom itself it's just how we treat that space as sort of a sanctuary for our marriage and that was that we would never have a difficult discussion or an argument in the bedroom mm-hmm. ever because we'd had so many fights about sex in bed and it just it's like it just became associated with all those negative feelings and so one of the decisions that I made was that I would never let myself have that com- kind of conversation in the bedroom because I wanted it to be a place that was filled with love and peace rather than tension. That's yeah. a great point. So combining those two, what, what you've said, Gay, about making the space different and then keeping it a safe space, I could see how you and your husband could come up with an agreement that once you step into that room, you're still warm to each other. You're still um, respectful of each other. Like you don't get into bed and turn over and you're a stiff board because you've been having an argument all day. Um, that you that even if you are still upset with each other, you could still be warm, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I do remember times being stiff board in bed because I didn't want to be touched. 
or he too. I think we both have done it. And if he <laughs> regularly steals the covers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Well, the thing is, yeah. when you're in menopause that... and you're hot all the time, it doesn't matter. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so that going back to that, Bonnie. So if you decided to kind of do that for your bedroom, then you might have to resolve some things before you get in there, because as we know, you can't always just turn off your anger or your frustration. Sure. So you might say, you know let's have this conversation before we move to the bedroom so I want to feel better about. Could you say, let's table this until oh, tomorrow? Yeah. I mean, said, okay, buddy, we're taking it outside. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't go all the way outside, but we go outside the bedroom. And I mean, literally I have, you know, we've been calm while we're in the bedroom. We take a foot, step one foot out and have a difficult conversation in the oh hallway yeah. because it matters that much to me that, we not have that difficult tension in the bedroom anymore. So yeah, let's take it outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you could say that, or you could table it as, you know, knowing, okay, we're going to come back to this another time, but yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think another uh, thing, and I don't know whether we want to bring this up, but I know we have a lot of uh, moms who listen and I remember these days. And I think an important point is, is the bedroom really yours? Uh, because kids often want to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there are, I'm sure we have people listen who are uh, co-sleepers. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think there needs to be a, a clear understanding, regardless of what your arrangements are, is that this really is mom and dad's bedroom. And so there are going to be times where it's exclusively yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that really mattered is to kind of own your own space and say, this really is our room and we intimate times happen here and we need there are times that we need to really just have this be exclusively ours and your stuff and you and everything are not going to be in here for that time. And I know that that's, that's harder to do if you have a baby and if you're nursing and having to get up in the middle of the night, but um, yeah, yeah, I agree. But generally but it, I agree. But it can be done. It can be done. I had twins. And they slept in the other room and I nursed them till they were a year old. But our kid was sometimes in in bed with us, but we also just, I'm just saying there still needs to be some times where, you know, maybe right. what it was is, is there would be a nap where he was in the bassinet and in the other room or something like that. There's ways to work around that as best you can, just to recognize that that space is ultimately yours. And even, you know, there was a time when we had my oldest on, um, in a bassinet in the bedroom but all of his stuff was in his own room. So, you know, we didn't have, we had, I had laundry piled up, but it was our laundry, not his laundry. And the diapers were, you know, I would take in what I would need overnight, but that was it. So it was still very clearly our bedroom and his bedroom was elsewhere. And also you have to decide if it's your pet's bedroom or your bedroom too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that may even be worse. That's weird. Yeah. Have you ever had one of your pets lick your foot or something when you're in the middle of sex? Because it's just uh, I've had creepy. My cat just lie there and look at us like you are so in my space. And what are you doing? 
I was having lunch with a bunch of girlfriends and and apparently they'd had a conversation before I got there and and they looked at me and they said, well, we're having a conversation about dog sex. And I must have had a great look on my face because they're like, no, 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 no. It's not what it's not what you think. It's whether we're going around the table and sharing whether we will have sex with our husbands while the dogs are in the room. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I always could do it when the cat was in the room, but never when a dog was in the room. The dog was just too interested. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we, we allow one of the dogs in because of her personality, but the other dog, he can't come in. She just doesn't care. She's blind and deaf and doesn't know what's going on. (laughs) The other dog, he'd be way too interested. Well, we've touched on a few things, but what are some things about the bedroom that are most likely to either negatively or positively affect romance and sex? For me, the bed itself. (laughs) Meaning? Meaning uh, the mattress primarily. Mm. Um, I know that sounds interesting, but like, I, it just has made a big difference for us. We've had various mattresses through the years and having a, a decent mattress has really helped um, have a better sexual intimacy because uh, sometimes your mattress is uncomfortable. And, and when I was, when we were in our twenties, it didn't matter. Twenties and thirties, whatever our bodies could handle it. But I think as we get older, our bed has to cooperate even more. So <laughs> You know, I think a lot of people out there need a, it's time to buy a new mattress. <laughs> if you're sinking into the middle of the thing and you can't mm-hmm. get, you, you know, you're getting out of the mood several times because you're having to, you know, dig your arms and legs out like you're in quicksand. Uh, well, it kind of depends on what part of the bed you actually use. Oh, that's true. Well, that's Not everybody, true. not everybody uses the middle of the bed. Well, I I was just making an example. We we tend to use the entire bed, Bonnie, to just get around the whole thing. I want to mention the TV, which can have an effect on romance mm-hmm. and sex. That's, yeah. um, and you know, for the most part, for me, the TV has been a, a negative thing. And so for the past several years, we have not had a TV in the bedroom. And that is one of my husband's great gifts to me because he he's very much a TV person and he wants to fall asleep to the sound of the TV. I am very distracted by it. However, when our kids were still all at home, having a TV in the room where we could turn on the history channel with like war. So there were bombs and cannons and loud noises helped distract me from thinking about what was going on outside the bedroom. And it actually helped me focus. So it was bad for my sleep, but good for, for sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of along those lines is music. We have um, a nice stereo system. Music's really important for me. So, speaking of the distraction thing, actually the TV has been has been good for us. We don't have temptations to turn it on very often, and if it is on, it's usually we've decided to watch something together, snuggle up in bed, and watch something together, and then we're doing something together, and that usually leads to something. But. Uh, Oh my goodness, the phones uh, and tablets are another issue, and um, you got you got to make sure you put them aside. And I've heard from a lot of people who say having the phones in their bedroom. There are people who've even said we have to charge our phones outside the bedroom, or we won't we won't get around to sex and sleep. Well, if you schedule it, you know when to leave them outside of the room. Okay, I think we need to just start having a contest on what what at 
what minute point will Bonnie bring up <laughs> in the podcast episode? She wants to remind people that that works, See, you know, for some. I know. They might not have known that other people binge listen to us. You can, That's right. <laughs> you can schedule your sex for in between commercials or for after program. Oh, <laughs> I was just going to say that clutter is a really big one for me, like an unmade bed and clutter. So the more, you know, as the boys got older, we got more clutter out. Now they're grown. So we do a much better job and we get up at the same time almost every day. So we just get up and make the bed. And to me, to come into a bedroom with the beds made and there's no clutter, even though it's not particularly beautifully decorated, it's not really, it's not fancy, but it's neat. And so for me, that's like a big stress reducer. Mm-hmm. That's a big one for a lot of people. I have to say that I, I'm, there's some clutter that bothers me, like that the kids' toys would bother me because it would remind me of other stuff or if it's things that I need to get done. But on the other hand, like if there's a pile of laundry on the bed and I want to have sex, like I really am one of those people that I could just scoot that aside and let's go. I have way more clutter than even I'm comfortable with. But one of the things I do like is when I have surfaces relatively cleared off, then I have a safe place to put candles and things that add Mm -hmm. different lighting and some pleasing scents. Mm -hmm. Uh, into the room and if I have clutter I don't feel safe lighting a candle so that's that's often what my motivation to clear off my dresser is that then I can light a candle for Mm -hmm. sex. I'm glad you mentioned that because lighting was one of the ones that was on my my list because our overhide light is like really bright and so for for romance uh, I just I like that being off I have some battery operated candles I also have some colored light bulbs that I can put in our lamp side our, our uh, bedside lamps and I would just want to mention red light bulbs uh, are very flattering to most women's bodies also you can get those uh, rope lights or other lights and put them around your bed mm-hmm. scent is really important to me too um, candles as well as I buy that linen that linen spray that you oh yeah yeah your yeah linens. Yeah, really good. But recently, well, we moved into this house about a year ago and the bedroom, even though it's not cluttered anymore and that kind of thing, because the kids are gone, but it just never felt very warm to me. I mean, yeah, I mean, things were scheduled, so things happened. (laughs) (laughs) And even in a romantic way, because you can be romantic and schedule. But um, (laughs) but the, the thing was, the bedroom just didn't feel real warm to me. And so it's taken a year for me to figure out why. We have these fabulous windows. They're really tall, and they have a transom at the top. So this transom is separate from the rest of the window, but it is another piece of glass. So most of the window, you know, five-sixths of the window have these blinds, but this little section up at top, I realized it looks like a doctor's office. Oh. <laughs> it's just oh. really kind of sterile feeling. Scoop forward. Though- so you could role play. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't even go in that direction. <laughs> it's time for my sponge bath. Yes, time for my sponge bath. Dave sponge, but I, I you can get a sponge bath balances. too. Well, I could. Ben could be. But I purchased balances. They can be. His sex is for you too. The texture. I needed the texture and and warmth fabric. Yes, balances for those that little piece of window that was too. It was just very sterile feeling. It was too bright. 
yeah. kind of a kind of a light thing, mm-hmm. but more of a needing a warmth. So, anyways, if your body doesn't feel right, that can be it too, because some no. of this is like very intuitive. One of my friends um, has a house with a very large bedroom, and she has said that in their bedroom, she has she refers to as the blowjob chair. And it's a chair that is, she said, yes, we sit there to put our shoes on sometimes. But every time she sees that chair, it helps her think about sex and about enjoying time with her husband. And I thought, wow, there's surely somebody's got, there's a market for somebody to make something called the blowjob chair. But, um, but she has, they have furniture in their room that is specifically for being a married couple together. The other thing is, and I feel like this should go without saying, but I've talked, I've heard from enough couples now that I feel like I should say it. And that is you need a good, a good lock. That your kid cannot wiggle and open. And if it's, you know, if you don't have a good lock, it should not take you that long to go down to the Home Depot, buy a new little doorknob lock, you know, make it happen. I mean, so when I talked about the bedroom should be a safe place for your marriage, it should also be safe for your children for you to be in there being married. So while we're speaking of making your bedroom conducive, let's talk about our sponsor, EverPillow by Infinite Moon. Oh, yes. You know, if you're sprucing up your bedroom, why not go take a look at infinitemoon.com and check out the pillows that they offer. They have this new silk pillowcase that you can get. So if one of the things that you're doing to your bedroom is thinking, okay, we're going to have some really satiny, sensuals. Is it sensual or sensuous? Anyway, whichever word is right. Um, You know, things that just feel really awesome. Uh, you might want to take a look at the Everpillow and their Eversilk pillowcases, which are custom fit to work with those pillows. Um, I just thought that was kind of a cool idea because, you know, silk is really sexy. I just want to add here that um, I, I, those of you who have been listening to us for a while, you've been hearing us talk about the Everpillow, and I'm sure you've been interested, but have you actually gone onto their website and checked it out and seen how you can customize this pillow for yourself and uh, it's just a great product. They're a fabulous company. And if you have not gone and checked it out or purchased, uh, go do it. Like, what's stopping you? Go do it right now. There's only a few months till Christmas. So if you're thinking that, hey, we could do this for a Christmas gift for each other, shop now. Yeah. Sex Chat 10 will get you 10% off in your cart. So what are some simple things that wives or couples can do to improve the state of their bedroom? Like what could they do that costs very little or takes very little effort that would give a lot of improvement for that effort? Well, I, I mentioned that we mentioned the colored light bulbs and battery operated candles and just the little lights. Those are all very cheap things you can do to get some uh, mood lighting in your bedroom. And another thing that is cheap and it might take an hour is to deep clean your bedroom. I do this about once a month because we have two dogs. So there's lots of hair. I mean, I vacuum probably every three or four days, but I deep clean at least once a month just to get the hair up and underneath the 
chest of drawers and it just smells so much better i'm not kind of a scent person i'm okay with clutter in the bedroom as long as the clutter isn't part of a to-do list you know if i'm looking around and seeing things that remind me of what i have to do when we're done with sex or what i have to do when i get up in the morning then it's a distraction and a problem for me get rid of to-do lists that are sitting around the bedroom that's a good point i think that's kind of related to why staycations don't work for some women because you see the stuff that you know you need to be doing. Whereas if you go somewhere, you don't see the stuff. But when you're, for, I think a lot of women really need to make that break from the to-do list, the, you know, the day-to-day obligations. Um, Yeah, so that's, that's a good point, is to like, get rid of things that remind you of what you need to do. Yeah, I think the, another one is keep your supplies nearby to, to create a space where you can keep things. Like we have uh, one bedside drawer that is where anything that we might use uh, will go. And so it's easily reachable. We're not having to go into the bathroom or go hunt it down or whatever. So that can kind of free you up to say, oh, well, this is going to be just fine. I know a lot of people also want to... Uh, clean up before or after. Um, so you might, you know, plant some wet wipes or whatever it is you use for that nearby washcloth and just keep stuff within arm's reach. I'd like to suggest also a couple pictures of you and your husband as a couple, uh, maybe something from when you were dating or your, your wedding picture, and then maybe something more recent. So just sort of a reminder that you're there as a couple and that that's your space together. The nicest thing I think I ever did do for our bedroom, though, is I bought um, a word art. You know, this one of word art things that you put up on your wall. And so the be like phrases or sayings and stuff. And um, I had, th- had to hunt this down on Etsy, but I found one that's, that uh, quotes from Song of Songs. And it says, I have found the one who my soul loves. Oh, that's cool. And so that is like when I'm lying in bed, I can like look right up and just be reminded of that. And then there's my husband right beside me. So it kind of any, any pictures or phrases or anything on the wall that, you know, just remind you of romance. I like Gay's Gay's talk uh, comment earlier on about making the bed. The bed is the biggest thing in the bedroom. And so it looking good is going to have the most impact visually. So if you're distracted by what you see, something that looks serene and calm and Mm -hmm. put together can help yeah I was reminded of that this weekend we got a new mattress topper we put it on on Saturday and our sheets don't really fit with it we're gonna have to get new like extra deep sheets Mm -hmm. so all weekend the sheets were like popping Mm -hmm. off and Mm -hmm. you know the the mattress topper was like shifted and I was like oh my gosh and my husband goes oh the feng shui in this room is terrible And he was right. I know. And he was right. It was. It was horrible. Yeah. So. Poor Gay is going to have to choose new bedding and. Nope. That'll be fun. And christen it. And christen it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to because, you know, sheets are very expensive. So, yeah, I'm I'm not keen on it. But the the sheets we have just are not going to cut it. One time we repainted our bedroom and decided to rearrange the furniture. And I know not everyone's 
bedrooms are conducive to rearranging furniture. Maybe you can only put the furniture in one way and that's all it'll fit. But when we rearranged the furniture, it mm-hmm. made our lovemaking like a new experience because I was yeah. looking at a different wall or, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it was, it was, yeah. kind of it. I think yeah. a, little, a little changing things up is good. Yeah. Or even switch yeah. sides of the bed. If you, if you yeah. and your husband each have a usual side of the bed and we do, and then it's really weird if we just end up kind of on the opposite sides it's just sort of like this whole new perspective on sex or put your pillows at the bottom so you're Mm -hmm. lying at the bottom with your feet toward the top yeah Mm -hmm. oh jay Jay doesn't like that i'm sorry i made a face because uh by my teeny bit of my ocd traits were like Uh, oh no that's no no, that's all wrong your your heads go at the top of the bed Mm. Uh, or you don't have to use the bed at all you know yeah especially if your carpet um okay i will not do this for my own reasons but i have heard this suggested so i'm going to throw it out there and that is to add mirrors to your bedroom for some that would work great um you know you put it on your ceiling or on the wall or whatever but uh anyway some people like to see themselves you can use one of those floor mirrors so that you can uh, move it to different locations or try different angles I need, mirror. I need a fun house mirror that makes me look just like I want it, like, like squeezes in the middle part of me. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't really do what you need it to for sex, though. I thought but... would. <laughs> All right. Anything else, ladies? Not a thing. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. And we encourage you to try this week. Try one thing to make your bedroom more conducive to romance and sex in your marriage. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at fourchristianwives.com where you can find show notes and links to resources. That's four, F-O-R, christianwives.com. Also, if you enjoyed our podcast, please take just a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find the show. And tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.